0: The uh, way we coach in the corner room, you're either part of the problem or part of the solution. And, uh, you know, me personally, I got to pride myself on being part of the, uh, of the solution. Our job as a defense is to, um, to get the offensive ball back. The offense not, they not yeah. going and that's on us. Like, we got to get them the ball a hundred times, back, like a hundred times when we got to, you know I'm saying? So, yeah, it's not really a frustration thing, you know. Just got to look at myself in the mirror, make sure I'm doing what I'm supposed to. That's just a defense, look all ourselves in the mirror, make sure we doing what we supposed to. Yeah. Just gotta, I got to control what I can control. Like that's, that's what everybody got to do.
1: Well, we're just back for more pain and suffering here on the Jetsway podcast. As long as Zach Wilson is the Jets' starting quarterback tonight, it's Jake. Joined by our very own special guest, Luka Gajewicz-Protich.
0: I I work with my brother and a friend of ours named Angry John, uh, Big Blue in the Bronx channel. It's a Giants channel, but we do Boys in the Big Apple podcast every Monday. We stream Thursday Night Football every Thursday. We do some jet streams as well because we just did the Chargers game, which was an absolute disaster. But we do a multitude of things on there. So uh, check it out.
1: Yeah, 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 definitely. And I've been on the show before. It's definitely a good time. Uh, Hopefully I'll come back again sometime soon. It's kind of like my my safe space to just yell about the Yankees and how terrible they are. <laughs> um, But, yeah, wow. Just leave it to the Yankees to still do something embarrassing this week while the Jets are in total chaos. But uh, glad to have you back on. And, of course, it is the Jets Way podcast brought to you by our good friends over at Underdog Fantasy. Download the Underdog app today, and new customers can get their first deposits fully matched up to $100 using promo code Jetsway. Make sure you tune in for during the week, our picks of the week for Sunday. Got a big week in the NFL. Don't think we'll be including the Jets uh in any picks this week. Must be 18 years or older in New York and New Jersey and present. Terms apply. Concern with your play. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-877-HOPE-NY and visit www.ncpgambling.org. Bro, talk to me here. Before we get into the Raiders game, because this is preview day on the Jetsway podcast, but we have to get into just the embarrassment that Robert Sala went through this week on the Michael K show. He pleaded the fifth. Connor Hughes took him to task, asking him if he's really the one making the call mm-hmm. on who the quarterback is. How big of a disaster are things right now with the Jets? I got to
0: tell you, Jake, I haven't been this pissed off after a loss since week three with that whole Patriots debacle, which we all experienced together. Um, this was an absolute embarrassment to watch. Uh Robert Sala continues to make himself look like a clown in press conferences on the Michael K show, as you mentioned, with him basically running out of words. Um, it's an absolute dumpster fire, it's a disaster. Even if Robert Sala is, you know, not pulling the strings behind the scene with Zach Wilson, it's just more of a problem that way. But Sala, it's not even just the Zach Wilson part. He couldn't even explain why the the rest of his team didn't play well. Not to mention, like, when he mentions the quarterback, he's like, oh, everybody else has to play well, too. We can't drop passes. We got to do this. So it's like they're shading Zach. They're trying to hide his deficiencies. And he couldn't even explain why the Jets had so many penalties. Antoine Staley asked him, you know, what is it with all the penalties? What do you have to do to get better? And he's like, oh, we got to play faster. No, you got to play more disciplined. I I just don't understand his words sometimes. It's like a word
1: salad. It just makes no sense. Yeah, it's almost like he's just not prepared for these questions, and the PR team is not doing a good enough job of getting him prepared. Like You didn't think anybody would ask you about playing another quarterback, and you didn't have an answer for that? Are you kidding me? And the overall undisciplined nature of this team since pretty much the Denver game, I think the Denver game was really the start of when this team was just getting flags at the yin-yang for undisciplined, pl- undisciplined play with personal fouls, offsides, untimely penalties. You're not expecting a question about that are you kidding so solid just does not handle the media very well he kind of thinks that everybody's his buddy buddy and that's just not how it works again i just think he's too nice of a guy and he's more Mm -hmm. of a coordinator than a head coach but look man my bigger issue is with the organization as a whole on this whole zach wilson thing because look we can sit here and we can talk about the undisciplined penalties we can talk about the offensive line we can talk about the receivers the defense whatever you want nothing Mm -hmm. will change substantially Unless Zach Wilson is not the quarterback. And I'm not sitting here trying to say that Trevor Simeon or even Tim Boyle, I I don't even think I would want Boyle back there because I think if the Jets played Boyle, it would look a lot like what the Giants were doing with Tommy DeVito, where it's just run, run, run. They don't let him throw the ball down the field. So that's a waste of time. Trevor Simeon is a professional quarterback. No, is he very good? He's not. But it's somebody that understands how to play the position well enough to where, look, you can't change the offensive line in the middle of the season. You're not going to be able to change the coaching staff in the middle of the season. So the next best thing to make those guys look better and make this offense have somewhat of a spark, because what you're doing right now is not good enough, is to go to a guy like Trevor Simeon. My issue is, why is it that Joe Douglas, Robert Sala, and the whole cavalry over there have to continue to force Zach Wilson on this fan base? You already admitted to us that he's a failure. You already went out there and you got a veteran quarterback, and it's not only like you know, look, if they didn't get Rodgers, they would have ran it back with Zach Wilson. No, they wanted anybody but Zach Wilson to be their quarterback this year. You already told us that we made a mistake with this kid. You don't need to hide it anymore, right? Like, it's not yeah. like he's in year two and where if you put him on the bench, you can't go back to him ever again because then that'll be it. No, it's already it. He he is not this team's answer at quarterback. What's What's the point of continuing to force him on us? Do you have any ideas here? Because I can't think of one good reason. It can't –
0: I'll tell you this much when it comes to Semyon and Boyle. um, Complete negligence from the Jets uh, regarding the backup quarterback position, who I've been told, by the way, uh, from some people on Jets Twitter, oh, the backup quarterback position is overrated. Uh, Just check out the Giants. They didn't have an answer after Daniel Jones and Tyrod Taylor. But anyways, um, it can't get worse than Tim Boyle and Trevor Semyon at this point. Uh, Zach, like, it was amazing that the Jets let Zach Wilson into the quarterback two position basically on how bad he was last year. I was at the Jaguar game. We watched the Lions game. Like, he was so bad at the end of last year. They were literally petrified to play him in a meaningless game, week 18 versus the Dolphins. Robert Sala, quote, I quote, he said, Zach's got to go on the beach and read a book. And then and when they asked him, you know, With the whole free agency thing, Robert saw was like, oh, we're we're a quarterback away. So you're telling us that Zach Wilson is not the answer. I don't understand how this organization could have thought that he was going to make some spectacular leap from how bad he was in 2022, 10 months in to where he is now. He stinks. He's a terrible quarterback. I don't know why the Jets are forcing him forcing him on us. He's, they're just going to lose this. Robert Sala is just going to lose the locker room like he did last year. Same thing with Zach Wilson. Nobody's confident in Zach Wilson. Nobody's confident in this offense. That's how it is.
1: Look, a lot of people can get on Douglas for making Zach Wilson the backup quarterback. That's kind of like hindsight is 2020 to me in the offseason. Here's where the real failure came into play. There's, they should have been trying out quarterbacks out the yin yang. Yeah, well, I agree with you, uh, Luca, that look, they probably should have had a better backup quarterback. It's very easy to say after Rodgers got hurt. I understand that. Fine. Sure. And even Joe Douglas, somebody that understands the backup quarterback Mm -hmm. position, as well as anybody with being with the Philadelphia Eagles that won a Super Bowl with a backup quarterback that was capable. But that's neither here nor there. The failure was we should have been working out countless quarterbacks after Rodgers went down. Somebody that was capable of commanding an NFL offense – Right. Doesn't have to be a world beater of sorts, just somebody that's capable of just doing the bare minimum because you were literally petrified. Like you said, the play Zach Wilson and you were just ready to hand the freaking keys back right to him for this year. That was where the failure was. And even at the trade deadline, bro, like it's yeah, I I don't want to hear this, this whole, oh, well. We're already at this point in the year that the guy can't learn the offense. That's horseshit, as you already saw with Josh Dobbs. The Jets should have acquired Mm -hmm. if it was for free, like the way the Vikings did. Even if it was Dobbs, Carson Wentz was out there. I will still die on this hill that Carson Wentz is better than Zach Wilson. I think that's pretty safe to say now. Like, there were options out there, and even Jacoby Brissett, who would have been a massive improvement, was apparently very available for the Washington Commanders. It looks like they found their quarterback in Sam Howell, and, it, and they're not playing for the playoffs this year. They already told you that by selling off pieces on their defensive line. Mm-hmm. They're they're trying to just see what they have. Jacoby Brissett's not the future. They're not going to play him over Sam Howell in a year that they think is lost. So he was available for a day three pick, apparently. The fact, though, that they were just so confident and just so ready to go right back to Zach, and they didn't want any competition in the building because they think he's that mentally weak. Cause that's what it was. It wasn't mm-hmm. the fact that they thought Zach was so good. They thought that that would absolutely make him crumble, but we got to a point in the year where we were at the trade deadline where Zach wasn't cutting it and they did nothing. That's totally
0: unacceptable for me. If you're Joe Douglas. Yeah. Um, you mentioned about Josh Dobbs. You mentioned about Jacoby percent. Like, before the giant game, I was like, uh, okay, you know what? We'll keep Z-. like Zach was not doing anything to help us win, but he wasn't doing anything like horrible. This was after the Eagle game, but the giant game like changed my perspective. I'm like, oh my God, this cannot, this is absolutely not sustainable. Now that is seen as negative by some of just Twitter, which I think is ridiculous, but what Zach Wilson and how this team was winning was not sustainable. The defense was playing their tails off and a quarterback, as you said, Jake. A quarterback could have been had. Jacoby Brissett and Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs was traded for a sixth round pick about two years ago. The Jets traded a sixth round pick for Joe Flacco. You tell me you couldn't do the same thing this year to at least try to save your season? Or is Zach will like is Zach Wilson actually that sensitive that if you bench him, he's going to get upset? Like I, I don't get it. I really don't.
1: Look. You're, and I've been saying that this was not sustainable for weeks now. Even when they were winning, I kept on saying, folks, look, this is not sustainable. There's going to be a game where the defense has a bad game, right? There, I'm sure there will be a game of this course. year where the defense doesn't show up and play. Look, that's, that's part of the rigors of an 18-game regular season in the NFL. There's going to be a game where the special teams has a blunder, which didn't take long after we introduced mm-hmm. a punter on Monday night. There's going to be games where not everything is perfect around Zach Wilson. And the Jets are going to get absolutely embarrassed, and that happened on Monday night. And look, you can call us negative. We got a we got a lot of pushback after la- after a Monday show uh, with our good buddy Donnie. And uh, you know, look, you can call it negative all you want, but what is there to be positive about? As 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 long as Zach Wilson is the quarterback of this team, he is that horrible. I don't understand. I have never seen, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I've never seen somebody this bad. That continues to get shot after shot after shot. You saw it like, dude, Josh Rosen started, what, like 10 games in the NFL? Dude, mm-hmm. he, he didn't last at all. Um, even Trey Lance, dude, he, he didn't get another shot in San Francisco. And he's, what, the third string quarterback in Dallas? How many times does this kid got to get a shot? And I hate the whole, oh, but the offensive line and the receivers aren't separating and the play calling. Dude, what more does Zach Wilson need? Does he need everything to be elite around him just to not look completely horrible? He's got a top 10 receiver in Garrett Wilson. He's got a top five running back in Brees Hall. The offensive line, sure. It's like, it's not as bad as people want to make it out to see him. It's not the worst in the league. It's probably what? Like the 22nd best in the league? Yeah. Like middle below average, fine. But there are there are quarterbacks that are not very good that make it work with a below average offensive line. What more do we need for Zach Wilson to not to not be completely horrible? Like the excuse making has got to stop, man. I, I truly don't get the excuses to making.
0: Yes, the offensive line is going through – it's a makeshift offensive line because of all the injuries. We get that. Uh, the receiver – you know, Lazard doesn't get any separation. Yes, he drops passes. We get all that. We get that the play calling is not creative. But you know what? This this reminds me of the Sam Darnold Truthers who put up the same excuses. As a quarterback in the NFL, no matter how bad your situation is, you have to rise above the adversity. And Zach is not even close enough how to – is not even closely good to how much he can go over this adversity to overcome it. He is nowhere near as good, like a Joe Burrow, obviously, to overcome yeah. some sort of adversity. He's nowhere near that good, and I
1: don't get the excuses. I really don't. Dude, Darnold, you could have made that excuse for Darnold, though. dude. Darnold yeah. didn't have any high-end playmakers on the offensive side of the ball. Zach's got two. I don't know what it is with people. They, they just don't want to get rid of this last-ditch hope that Zach could be the future of the franchise. They already told you he's not. So I don't know what it is that these people just cannot move on from this kid. But I tell you what, man, look, it's and just getting to the game on Sunday night against the Raiders, we are just in such a weird position because if they win, you know Zach's going to continue to start. You don't want to root against your team winning. It just feels like we're at such a lose-lose here, Mm -hmm. honestly.
0: Yeah, I was just going to remark one thing on the Charger game. We couldn't even score a touchdown, Versus the worst pass defense in all football. But going to (laughs) one touchdown the
1: last three weeks, bro. I don't don't count that one against the Eagles. That's why. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was a 50 yard miracle by Brees Hall.
0: Yeah, it's all chunk plays. It's all one play drives. It's not sustainable drives where you're starting at like the 25 yard line, you're marching down the field and scoring a touchdown. If you start from like most likely, if you're going to score, if you're the Jets, they're starting at the 25 yard line, they're scoring a field goal from long range. But, anyways, you know, going to that, it's. It is kind of a lose-lose because, like, you hope that, you know, obviously we, we're we all rooting for Zach Wilson to uh, succeed in all. But, like, what he's shown us this far, he is not good. And the further they carry this on with a win, it's kind of like giving yourself a false sense of security, a false sense of hope. So, like, if we lose to the Raiders 12-9 on Sunday, is, th- is that going to make Robert Salas say, you know what, we got to get in a change at quarterback, or is he just going to continue to blame everything else but yeah. Zach? That's the problem.
1: That's truly the point. I think they'll make a change if they lose the Raiders, but it will be too little too late here. That's my honest-to-God opinion, and that's why I'm just so annoyed right now because this was the week to do it. And yeah, mm-hmm. while I do think it is too... Well, I don't know if it was too late to do it, but while I thought it was a little late, next week, if they lose the Raiders, it would be way too late. And this was a week where, look, you're not going up against this, you know, gauntlet of a schedule right. moving forward, right? Like, you're, you're playing the Raiders this week. You're not playing the bills that are next week in Buffalo, like you're playing a team that's very beatable and is honestly one of the worst teams in the league. They just fired their coach. They have a first time mm-hmm. coach. They have a rookie quarterback on day three, who by the way, looks better than Zach Wilson. Oh yeah. Um. Anyway, look, this was the week where you could have made the switch and you could have sold it to people. Like, look, see, we were right. Kind of like what they did with Mike white last year against the bears, kind of giving him right. a little bit of a tune-up game. So I, I just, that's what makes it so much more maddening because next week, look like what's the point next week? To just go lose in Buffalo and go back to Zach after that. Like, I, I don't know, man. I, I do think the Jets will win this game for what it's worth. Um yeah. with Zach Wilson. I think the Jets are gonna win the way they've won all year, man. Where it's a close game the whole way. You're you're biting your nails off till the very end because we can't put teams away with Zach Wilson. The defense will make enough plays. I think they'll they'll force the kid to throw an interception or two, and they'll they'll win by like a field goal or two. They're not gonna yeah. win by double digits. They'll they'll win by the skin of their teeth against the bad football team. And we'll have that false sense of hope. Yeah, it's the scary thing with this football team. They can play
0: well against the really good teams like the Eagles, obviously. But yet again, like against the really bad teams, like as you mentioned, the Raiders and the Giants, we play down to the competition. So, it's it again, it's going to be a close game in my opinion. I do think the Jets pull it out as well. But another thing, like you mentioned O'Connell, C.J. Stroud threw for five touchdowns against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense last week. Zach Wilson has not even thrown three touchdowns in a single game, which is maddening. But again, it's more of a dead argument. But again, perfect chance to bench him, I thought, was the Giants game my personal opinion because he looked so bad third quarter he looked bad and it was like the perfect time and you could just sensed it because we were losing to a guy who threw for what the, the giants threw for negative 8 passing yards so it was obviously opportunity he was taking bad sacks bad sacks there he took some bad sacks in the chargers game he's still zipping throws but um yeah, it's it would be too little, too late. As again, I, I we're all rooting for this team to make the playoffs, but we, we just want winning that's sustainable. And anything with Zach Wilson right now is not sustainable. He'd have to pull an absolute miracle to even look, you know, like a game manager. That's the sad part.
1: If Simeon was the backup, I would agree with you about the giant game. Not Boyle. I I don't think Boyle is an NFL caliber quarterback. I don't. Right. I so, gotta ask
0: something too. I don't. Why have they not elevated Trevor
1: Simeon yet? I'll explain it to you because Zach is that mentally weak, bro. The second they do that, this kid will fold even worse. And they're so worried about bruising this kid's confidence even more than it already is. That's the only reason why they haven't. And that's such a mismanagement of the roster. Even if Zach gets hurt, you're not comfortable with Tim Boyle throwing a pass in a game, right. probably, if you're the Jets. So that's even more of an organizational failure right there. And, dude, we're lucky that Simeon's not getting signed off the freaking practice squad. I don't know how exactly. this team, dude, if I was Buffalo, man, I would sign that guy to my active roster for how he played the right. Jets. Like, don't even give them the option to play somebody that's actually capable of running an NFL offense. And, look, again, this is just not a compliment to Trevor Simeon. I think if Trevor Simeon was the Jets quarterback, it would look like, or look, even the Jets offense last year with Mike White, I think it would look a lot like Mike White to Mm -hmm. where, yeah, were the numbers that much better with Mike White in the game for the Jets? No, but it was a more efficient offense. It was a more watchable offense. Just from the eye test, open receivers were being found, right? The basic throws. Mike White was getting rid of the football quicker than Zach Wilson. And and just so happens that the offensive line magically played better with Zach, with with Mike White last year Mm -hmm. and receivers were doing better because look, these guys are going to have a little pep in their step just because it shows that they're trying and it'll ignite a little bit of a spark there. That's why I think, and look, do I think it's like a prolonged, version of success if they went to Simeon. no but look if you have and this is even what makes it even more maddening if you actually believe that aaron Rodgers is going to come back and play in december wouldn't you want to give him something to come back for exactly right? like exactly. What, what are we doing and the offense can't get worse than it is playing right now and that's that's crazy and look if the season was going nowhere and, and the super bowl was flushed out the window and, and I get it. And, and even the playoffs, even though we haven't been there in 14 years, if they were mm-hmm. just kind of throwing away the season because they had nothing left to hope for. Fine. Whatever. You got me. But if you genuinely believe that Rodgers is going to come back, wouldn't you be doing everything imaginable to fix this horrific offense right now? That's just yeah, my opinion. Absolutely. And then you
0: brought up the guys in the huddle. Like, let's just say um, you, you want. I'll mention this. How can Zach hold anyone accountable in the huddle? Like in, in training camp, I went like multiple times. Like if Aaron Rodgers threw a pass to you and you dropped it, you're going to hear about it from Aaron Rodgers. Mike White, he could probably hold guys accountable. What does Zach really have? on his teammates that he can hold them accountable because let's just say Zach throws an errant pass to Lazard, but he drops it or whatever. Zach blames uh, Alan Lazard and Lazard says, Hey, how about you throw some balls better? How about you not sit in the pocket all day? So Zach really can't hold anybody accountable because he doesn't really have the right to talk on that. So that's, I mean, the uh, the offense with Mike White last year was at least league average in my opinion. They weren't again nothing spectacular but the ball was moving, receivers were getting open and receivers
1: were getting the ball. Multiple receivers, not just one or two. Yeah, look, he was facilitating the offense and could command an offense and that's what I think Trevor Simeon is capable of and just just showing that you're trying something, man. Like you can't you can't make massive personnel changes on the offensive line right now. The offensive line is what it is. Like you said, it's makeshift. You can't change coordinators. You can't change anything. So the next best thing is changing a quarterback that you've already given up on. And if Simeon is so bad, you can go back to him and no one will care. That's Mm -hmm. the part that just makes me want to pull my hair out, honestly. But look, against the Raiders, it's going to be Zach. Boyle will be the backup. Simeon will not be promoted. And we got to hope that the defense stands on its head that's the only way we're going to pull it out against the Raiders. And I think they will. I, I'm expecting a big-time performance from this defense on prime time against the rather endemic Raiders offense. Uh, and last week against the Giants didn't prove anything. And I actually really liked that the Raiders were you know smoking the cigars after the game, and they're, yeah. they're, they're still feeling themselves after beating a team that's that's terrible with the Giants. They are not going to be 100% focused on this football game this week. So I think that's in the Jets' favor. And also the betting lines and, look, the conspiracy theorist in me, the line opened at what, two and a half? It's now a pick'em. Yes. Everybody's in Vegas. Everybody in Vegas is feeling good. They're they're putting their money on the hometown faithful, the Las Vegas Raiders. And the house always wins. So that's another thing going for the Jets. I
0: think this defense could really rattle Aiden O'Connell. I mean, you have Bryce Huff and Jermaine Johnson. What a lethal pass duo they've become. It's not even just the sack department. It's the pressures. Like like Jermaine Johnson can also free up other guys. Quentin Jefferson, John Franklin Myers, who also have been
1: effective. So, What about I think the guy the we're J- paying $26 million to? Is he going to get a sack sometime soon? Or is that unreal? Or are you uh, with the Jets Twitter of, oh, he frees up everything for everyone else. He's so worth it. And what Troy Aikman said was very accurate, in my opinion. He's an expensive decoy, bro. Like, dude, I don't want to hear this whole double-team excuse. You are getting paid like Chris Jones, Aaron Donald. You you were getting paid like a prime Fletcher Cox. Like, these guys dominated football games no matter how much attention they were getting from the offensive line. You were getting paid to be disruptive and make game-changing plays and being that X factor on defense. I don't want to hear any of that excuse-making. Mm. I I actually like I'll say this. I don't think sacks is the only way you evaluate a player.
0: Obviously Quinnen's got the pressures, but half sacks at midway through the season is not really acceptable. I did expect the sack numbers to drop because of the amount of pass rushers the Jets had. But again, my opinion, I think this I'm not saying the stack sack stat is overrated. I think it's very much, you know, uh, relevant but in my opinion like you can count pressures you can count sacks but half a sack is not ideal for quinn and williams in my opinion i think you would like to see that pressure uh you know go up the uh the sacks go up even a team like against the raiders who are makeshift offensive line as well
1: it's such a and you're right they are makeshift they have greg van roten starting on their offensive <laughs> line so maybe maybe Quentin can uh can show up to the part. even his grandma was talking about it on uh on monday night saying that he needs to get more sacks but Look, this defense is just going to to waste, man. It's just rotting away. They have elite players on this defense. It's, yeah. It really is such a shame. It is. It, I'm just at a loss of words. I expect a big performance, though. You're right. I think they're going to rattle O'Connell. I think they'll stop Josh Jacobs enough. It's just going to be, can Zach Wilson move the football in any capacity? Exactly.
0: And, you know, Sauce Gardner is having his elite year. D.J. Reed is phenomenal. C- C.J. Mosley, who I know you're absolutely critical of, has yep. he's, he's been playing very well lately. He's been, he's Quincy Williams, all pro. Like, I just hate the thought of wasting this defense. I really do, for a second consecutive year.
1: And it's just because of the co- – it really is just a quarterback problem. And I hate oh, – and look, the, a big thing with Salah, too, is the cliché is the cliche, oh the cliche this week is self inflicted wounds. I oh would have loved to have heard a reporter ask him, "Coach, you said the offense was close. Clearly, on Monday night, they do not look close whatsoever. Are they still close? What do you think?" Right, like kind of hold him accountable for what he says. Salad, at, right? Connor like, Hughes,
0: I was gonna say Connor Hughes actually asked that question, and Sal was like, "Yeah, tonight wasn't good enough." I'm like. Okay, yeah, thank you for stating the obvious. Tonight was not good enough, but you know what? Address it, say, you know, things need to get better. And that's when he went into, you know, oh, we got to, you know, play call better. We got to have skies open better. It's we everybody's
1: gotta... fault but Zach's. Oh, of course. Always. Of
0: course. It's it's just so ridiculous.
1: It's so ridiculous. I've never seen this coddling for any type of quarterback ever. ever. Do, you, do you think that Zal is the one making the call on who the quarterback is? Do you think Joe Doug? Because part of me thinks that it might be Douglas because, look, every GM, you have a soft spot for your guy. That you take and you made your fingerprint on the franchise with and you are trying to hold out hope that he can turn it around and justify where you took him in the draft and he could be something Mm -hmm. for your franchise. But I don't know. But it's like, what does Douglas really have to gain out of this? He already gave up. And look, it's been done in the league where guys give up. I remember Steve Kime. He gave up on Josh Rosen. Uh, John Lynch, who's a very good GM in San Francisco. He admitted the mistake on Trey Lance. Like what's I, I don't know. Like maybe it is. Maybe it's not. I don't think it's in
0: Robert Sala's, uh, you know, personality criticize Zach to the media. But I also like to mention that, you know, just the Michael K. show thing where he said, you know, I have a loss for words. I'm out of words. That kind of got me thinking about, you know, whether this was a Joe Douglas uh, kind of orchestrated thing. Like Sala said, they're on the same page. And, you know, I personally, you know, that's I'm an answer. That's an answer I'm not really going to take for. But I think Joe Douglas has a little bit of involvement. But I agree, uh, Jake, with you, like, what does he have to gain out of this personally? I know, some people say it's woody but woody even addressed the media and said you know we didn't need a quarterback but what could woody possibly outside of that what could woody possibly you know want out of zach wilson to keep playing him
1: what i would say to the jet fans is kind of go based off of what they did last year kind of quietly make white mike white their starter because remember It was very subtle that Mike White was promoted to be the backup last year, right? Remember, uh, against the Patriots at home, Mike White was the backup for that game. And then not too long after, he became the starting quarterback. If I would not be surprised. And look, maybe this is just me holding out every single last-ditch hope that I have. Maybe on Saturday, they do promote Trevor Simeon to the active roster. Maybe. And maybe they dress him as the backup. and, And just to see. Because, you know, again, this is a game where I would not be surprised that at halftime it's like 6-3, 7-3, 10-6, like whatever, and the game is winnable, and Zach is just having a Zach-like performance. And, I, and I'm and i so glad that the defense of Zach is no longer, oh, well, he's not turning the ball over, so oh. we need to be more positive because now he's turning the ball over worse because he's fumbling instead of throwing interceptions. He has no security whatsoever for the football. And, look, I can get, I, I've, I've said so many – I've been over it countless times. Look, folks, we we know the drill. Like he doesn't see the field, he doesn't yeah. know when to run. He has no presence whatsoever in the pocket. I get all that, but now he's just fumbling the football. Maybe they would go to Trevor Simeon at halftime.
0: I mean, Zach Wilson couldn't even throw like deep passes during uh, garbage time against the Chargers. He just threw checkdowns, and he couldn't even complete a touchdown pass. Dude, he anyways. ran out of bounds. <laughs> yeah, he ran out of bounds. That was, I mean, for a uh, loss. Yeah, it was a loss. It was a loss of a yard, in fact, but. Oh, it's going to be an, it's going to be such an ugly game like I, I I, I want to win, obviously, but it's going to be like one of those back to the question back to the drawing board. Is this sustainable? And I don't think it will be.
1: No, no, no. But I would maybe has solid ever taken a quarterback out of the game for performance other than Zach against the Jaguars last year when that left. the. I mean, did you have much of a choice to take Zach out no, of that game last year against the I Jaguars? I didn't have
0: much of a choice, but. Not, as you said, no, not even, prefer- besides that Jaguar game, not for performance reasons that I've ever seen. It's only injury reasons, and I doubt Zach is going to get, it. I mean, we don't know if Zach's going to get injured. I'm not wishing that on him, but no, I don't think it's, per- nothing has been performance-based except that Jaguar game.
1: And, and the time to really do it last year. I'm sure if Sala could take a mulligan on it, he would have, I'm sure he would go, love to go back and take Zach out of that new England game in New England. Oh and God, win that, that game That game was horrible.
0: Like he blamed the, uh, he blamed the wind. He's like, the you know, wind. it's hard to complete passes in the wind, but yet Mac Jones was, you know, dinking and Duncan. That was, the, that was awful.
1: And the only reason why he didn't make Zach the starter next week is because he incriminated himself and said something stupid to the media and saying that he didn't let the defense down. So Salah <laughs> really had no choice, but to remove him and, and, lie about it pretty much and say oh that had nothing to do with it yeah sure it didn't um maybe that's what we need zach to do after a game say something dumb to the media he was getting close to cracking after that game on monday night. he was getting he was kind of blaming the offensive line a little bit so uh, yeah, just th- yeah just throw blame at the offensive line they'll
0: throw blame back at you you've been standing in the pocket for like five it, it, it's funny because his numbers are worse
1: when he has more time in the pocket i've never seen that at <laughs> any quarterback more time to think ever it's more, more time, time to, to think, think. That's what it is. He's not capable of seeing the field. So the more time he has to see the field, the greater chance it is that he makes a stupid decision with the football and overthinks a throw and doesn't complete a throw. I'm telling you, this kid is such a mental midget. It's bad, man. He is the biggest draft boss since Jamarcus Russell. I don't even think there's any – there's no debate about it. That's why I I don't know – I don't know what these people are seeing, man. I I really don't. And uh, just real quick, before we go, we, you mentioned the offensive line. How do you yeah. think the offensive line combo will go for Monday night? Because I actually have a few ideas that might be able to improve the offensive line from a personnel standpoint, but I'm curious to hear what you think.
0: Well, Billy Turner has a broken hand. He's qu- broken bone. He he's going to be questionable. No, nah, he's um, not playing. He's going to go move. on IR and
1: you you won't see him again.
0: Yeah, he's stunk. Um, I think they're going to move Mitchell back to right tackle. I, I think I could, see, I could see a scenario where Tittman moves to right guard. Uh, they throw the guy new or even this. They could possibly throw Dennis Kelly at right tackle. That, that was have, my idea. You, you have Mitchell at right guard. You have Tittman at center. He did a very good job at center. Lakin Tomlinson left guard. Makai Beckton left tackle.
1: How about, the, how about our best offensive lineman right now being a second-round rookie that Salah didn't want to start on opening day? W- imagine thinking that. Uh, in yeah, August, I,
0: I also remember the overreactions in training camp where Connor Hughes mentioned, you know, this tipman has a long ways to go. That was like the first week of training camp. I'm like, are we really making that
1: judgment now? And now he's starting, dude, no rookie ever hits the ground running with us. I mean, dude, we were playing Lawrence Cager over Garrett Wilson last year, week one against the Ravens, right? Like, and Brees Hall took him a few weeks to become the Bell yeah, Cow back from Michael Carter. Michael Carter. Yeah. Yeah. Jermaine Johnson barely played last year. Like Solid does not play rookies for God knows why. i, I, I do not it is. I remember
0: when uh 2021 the Jets were working with uh Tevin Coleman over Michael Carter. They were yep. working uh, uh what's his name? Uh Keelan Cole over Elijah Moore. That that was another thing. But yeah, the he I guess it's a tough love game, but yet if a guy is talented, a guy's talented at the end of the day
1: yeah clearly those guys were talented personally dude i would just go on a full-on replenish of personnel like i would my right side would honestly be newman at right guard and it would be dennis kelly at right tackle what the it can't look worse than it has yeah, honestly it really can't
0: and i'm sure they're trying out new combos in practice but um i mean it, it's a mess but you got to try to make the best of it you know as Salsa's has put out the best five, and Billy Turner's not going to be the best five. Thank God for that. Again, I don't wish injury, but he was so bad last week. So throw Dennis Kelly at right tackle. That's what makes sense.
1: Yeah. Well, look, remember, we don't see what solid season practice where the ball hardly touches oh the ground. God. Remember that one? I mean, like I, hate, I like, even fans make that excuse. Oh, you
0: don't see what the Jets see in practice. I'm like, okay, then why – I hate those kind of excuses. I hate those kind of words. I hate, I hate, you know, we're such a good practice team. That's like, that's over my head. I can't even deal with it. Yeah, Rex,
1: Rex, as much as I love Rex, uh, he would always do that. He goes, well, we had a great week of practice this week.
0: Adam Gase said that too.
1: Yeah. Adam Gase said that too. The, the, man, it really is so frustrating, bro. It really is. But that'll do it for this week's episode of the Jets Way podcast, previewing the Raider game on Sunday. We will be back. On Monday, hopefully, yeah, yeah, Monday. I thought it was a Monday night game for whatever reason, but we'll be back Monday, recapping that one. Please follow, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Please leave us that five star review. Check out Luca and his program; they they do a great job. I I'm gonna be popping on again soon uh, as as uh, the baseball offseason comes because if the Yankees don't do something substantial. And uh, and Brian Cashman is just the smartest guy made, in the room. He made
0: himself look like a fool the other day. That's an off-topic <laughs> Dude, thing.
1: Such an amateur. He, he, he really is something else. But yeah. I, I'll, be, I'll be back on. Don't worry. But, uh, yeah. yeah, catch us uh, next week. As always, go Jets.
0: Yes, sir.